Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Tuesday edition of the show. Got a great show for you. I'm going to talk about the two hottest teams in baseball and they were slugging it out. They were battling each other in Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons just signed a new backup quarterback and has Jameis Winston won the starting job in New Orleans after that performance last night. All right, the Yankees and the Braves, the two teams that met in the World Series in 1996 and 1999, came into this game both winning nine straight, both on a playoff push, and the New York Yankees defeated the Braves 5-1 to one with Giancarlo Stanton's three RBIs. I don't know what it is. There's something about the Yankees playing the Braves in Truett's Park. I remember it was years back I went to see the Yankees play the Braves at Turner Field, and they they have got the most obnoxious Yankee fans. Atlanta is a transplant town, and you're going to have Yankees fans that will come to the game because they're everywhere. I can relate. I am a San Francisco Giants fan, and the Braves will take on the Giants in a three-game series this weekend. And yes, I'm going to try to get tickets. I'm starting to get nervous because this is going to be a very big series. Both teams are in first place. I might not be able to get tickets for the game. I try to go to every Giants-Braves game I possibly can. Of course, my wife is a Braves fan, and I'm a Giants fan, so we wear our Giants-Braves gear. It's fun. I poke fun of the fact that you know she's a Braves fan, but I also root for the Braves when they're not playing the Giants because I live in Georgia, and I like to see the local team do well. I am very happy that my team won three World Series titles in 2010, 2012, and 2014. And the Atlanta Braves have not won the World Series since 1995, but these two teams have had a history of going at it in the 90s. I can remember as a kid, the Giants picking up Barry Bonds in the 93 season. The Giants won 103 games that year and failed to make the playoffs. That was the last time that they did not have the wild card. They introduced the wild card in 1995. The Braves caught fire. There was an incident in the press box at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium where there was a fire up in the press box causing the Braves to catch fire and acquiring Fred McGriff from the Padres. This allowed the Braves to win 104 games that year. And I remember it came down to the final game of the season and the Giants put out Solomon Torres on the mound and he got lit up by the rival Dodgers And the Braves were able to win the NL West. That was back when the Braves were in the West. And then they realigned the divisions in 1994. And of course, we had the baseball strike. So the Braves and Giants have a history. They met in the playoffs in 2002. This was the year the Giants made it all the way to the World Series and lost to the Anaheim Angels. The Braves had a very good team that year. And then, of course, in 2010, the Braves met the Giants in the postseason. And I happened to be at Game 4. The Braves had Craig Kimbrell on the mound. Their closer was Bobby Wagner. Wagner got hurt. Kimbrell was actually in the game. The Giants rallied with a hit by Freddy Sanchez. The Braves were actually one strike away from going up 2-1 
with a chance to clinch in game four. I remember Eric Hinsky hit that go-ahead home run. This was a very exciting game. That was a very exciting series. I remember Tim Lincecum pitched game one. He had 14 strikeouts at AT AT&T Park. These are two classy ball clubs. The Giants were out in the dugout. They were applauding for Bobby Cox, his last game of his career. And I love it when these two teams play each other. And it's going to be a great three-game series. Both teams in first place. The San Francisco Giants have the best record in all of baseball with an 80-44 and record. They are two and a half games above the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have a very important series against the San Diego Padres. And the Giants will travel up to City Field to take on the Mets for a three-game series before they take on the Braves, which right now have a four-and-a-half game lead on the Phillies. And they will take on the New York Yankees once again tonight as Charlie Morton will take the mound for the Braves. What is special about this Braves team? Really, what they have done after the injury of Ronald Acuna Jr., GM Alex Anthopoulos made some moves, getting Jorge Soler, getting Jock Peterson, and getting Adam Duvall, who's been one of the most clutch hitters all season. The Atlanta Braves are led by their leadership in the clubhouse with Freddie Freeman. The Braves are going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. One good thing is they do not have to face the Dodgers in the divisional round. It's looking like they'll take on the Milwaukee Brewers if it holds serve right now because with the Giants having the number one seed and the Dodgers have the best wild card spot, if the season ended today, the Dodgers would take on the Reds, they would beat them, and they would advance to the next round of the playoffs to take on the Giants in the divisional series. That's a toss-up series. You have to count out the record books when you're taking on a heated rival. And I think the Braves are on a collision course to possibly make it back to the NLCS. Whether or not they play the Dodgers or the Giants, they have a history against both teams. And I think that they can do well. In the American League, the Yankees have been the hottest team in baseball. They have won 10 straight, and they have catapulted themselves over the Red Sox to possibly get that first wild card spot. If you look at the standings in the American League, right now the Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in the American League, followed by the Houston Astros and then the Chicago White Sox. That first round would be set. It would be the Astros and the White Sox. And then the Yankees would take on the Red Sox in the wild card game if the season were to end today. And the Oakland Athletics, they've lost three straight. They're now a game back from the Boston Red Sox. We are about a month and a half away from the baseball season ending. We've had some milestones in Major League Baseball. We've had Miguel Cabrera hit his 500 home run. Congratulations to him. He is definitely a special player. I remember him when he played with the Marlins. He was a key factor in that 2003 World Series championship. And then you got... The Field of Dreams game next year will be against the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said there will be a Field of Dreams game next year. I don't know about that. I really would like to see the Chicago White Sox in it every year. I think this should be the White Sox's game because they were such a big impact on the movie Field of Dreams. The Atlanta Falcons have a new backup quarterback. They signed Josh Rosen to a one-year deal, and he is... This is Josh Rosen's fifth team in five years. A little history about Josh Rosen. The Arizona Cardinals drafted him 10th overall in the 2018 draft. He made a statement that year stating that there were nine mistakes made ahead of him. He was one of those players. He came out of UCLA. He was accurate. He was a little small. 
And I actually don't think he has given the, the leash has been very short for Josh Rosen. The Cardinals moved off him. It was a disastrous season in 2018. Steve Wilkes, he was fired, and they went 2-14. and 14. Josh Rosen had a career-high 252 passing yards and two touchdowns, and he actually won. The two games that he won that year were against the 49ers. His rookie season, he finished with 11 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, and the Cardinals finished 3-13. and 13. It wasn't a terrible year. I think that Josh Rosen, he got, they wrote him off in Arizona because the next year, Arizona had a new coach with Cliff Kingsbury and they drafted Kyler Murray number one overall. They wanted to start fresh with a new regime. They traded Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins and the Dolphins already had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Josh Rosen regressed with his time in Miami. He didn't play that much. He only threw one touchdown pass with the Dolphins. And, of course, he was waived. He was waived. And then the the 2020 season, he was signed to the practice squad of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then toward the end of the season, he was signed by the San Francisco 49ers after injuries to Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins. However, the 49ers did sign him to a one-year contract extension. They were hoping that he would be the third-string quarterback behind Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. But Nate Sudfield beat him out. And he did not have a very good preseason against the Kansas City Chiefs. And now he is a free agent quarterback and the Falcons signed him. Is he going to beat out Felipe Franks for the second string job? I do feel that Josh Rosen can be a formidable backup quarterback, but he is not the future in Atlanta. Like I said before yesterday, the Falcons are reliant on Matt Ryan to make sure he does not get injured. The Falcons have not had a very good history with backup quarterbacks behind Matt Ryan. If you remember, Matt Ryan got injured in 2009 and Chris Redman came in as the starter. He did not fare well. I know that Matt Schaub has had a pretty good run as a quarterback, really under Kyle Shanahan, has been the only time that Matt Schaub was successful. And there was another quarterback, Kirk Binkert, that they were hoping that he would be the backup quarterback. But right now with the injury to A.J. McCarron, and Felipe Franks has not really shown promise in the preseason. This upcoming Sunday night game against the Cleveland Browns would be a perfect time to showcase Josh Rosen. Let him start. Let him get reps with the ones to see if he can be the backup quarterback to Matt Ryan. I wish him luck. I think that he hasn't gotten a fair shake and he hasn't had time. You got to give these quarterbacks time. A lot of these teams are impatient and they want to rush their guy and they feel like if they're not the guy, then they want to move off of him. I saw that preseason game. A lot of critics were saying that Jimmy Garoppolo has regressed all because of that one series and he threw a pick, which really wasn't his fault. It was a drop by the wide receiver. But now everybody wants to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo and start Trey Lance because Trey Lance has shown promises of brilliance but Trey Lance is not ready to start he has made some mistakes as well these rookie quarterbacks you can't really judge them in the preseason Zach Wilson looks really good for the Jets but how is he going to go against a defense with all the ones in there Mac Jones looks great because he's got a good system and, and Belichick and they are making sure that he doesn't make mistakes Justin Fields He looks electrifying. Of course, he might win the starting job in Chicago. Chicago is desperate to try to find a franchise quarterback. They haven't had a franchise quarterback in over 30 years. So that move makes sense. Last night, Trevor Lawrence was featured on the Monday night game. 
and uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to win the starting job. But is he really ready to take over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who really don't have any talent? They're rebuilding this year. But he came into in the starting role for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was 14 to 23 with 113 yards. He was sacked once. He had a quarterback rating of 73 the real story in this game last night was the play of Jameis Winston Jameis Winston looked flawless with 157 quarterback rating 9 and 10 with two touchdown passes Marquez Callaway he is going to be one of those wide receivers for the Saints that even if Michael Thomas does not show up Marquez Callaway head coach Sean Payton can plug and play and get talent in there and he finds talent the Saints have been known for finding talent whether it's Marquise Colston or Deverly Henderson or Traquan Smith there is talent out there I noticed that Devonta Freeman was in the game he ran the ball for seven times 18 yards he is trying to get the backup role I, th- I think he'll make this team as the third string running back behind Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray but the New Orleans Saints, which that's a team I've written off because of the leadership they lost with Drew Brees, that Jameis Winston might be able to redeem himself this year if he has a performance like that, and he will more likely be named the starter week one. But the Saints like to use Taysom Hill in packages. They will utilize Taysom Hill. One thing I've noticed in this game, C.J. Beathard, the former 49ers quarterback who started a few games before they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo, and he started a couple games last year when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, he had a pretty impressive game it, of course it was in a backup role as the third string quarterback 9 of 14 121 yards with two touchdowns he had a quarterback rating of 131 can cj bethard win the second string job and beat out garner Minshew? i think that cj bethard has proved his case that he could find a backup role somewhere in this league and he did a pretty good job we do have one more week of preseason and it's going to end and then we'll have a week off the 49ers will take on the Raiders the 49ers plan on playing all their starters you have the Cleveland Browns that they will take on the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday night football in Atlanta the Jacksonville Jaguars will take on the Dallas Cowboys will Dak Prescott get some time they said that he's ready to go for week one and do the Jaguars need to see more to convince themselves that Trevor Lawrence is the guy some of these games you're not going to see a whole lot of starters I think that Mitchell Trubisky redeemed himself after that performance against the Chicago Bears Green Bay will take on Buffalo I'd like to see more of Jordan Love to try to see if he will be the guy that can take over for Aaron Rodgers when he leaves or retires or goes to host Jeopardy. Aaron Rodgers has really been a mystery because he hasn't really been completely committed and I would like to see what he is capable of doing. Of course, this is a show where I'm really going to hype up my high school show on Friday. We do have some great matchups, including Troop County and Callaway. We have Perry and Harris County. Auburn and Opelika, I think that's going to be the game of the week. I was talking to a reporter from WTVM in Columbus where they do the high school wrap-up show on Friday, and there's a possibility that will be the game of the week. 
One note that I do want to bring on this show that the LaGrange Northside game that was going to play this Friday night has been canceled because of a COVID outbreak. It is unfortunate. It was going to be at Connect Stadium. You got two powerhouse schools here in the Valley. LaGrange trying to make that trip down to Columbus to take on Northside, and it is not happening, unfortunately. Some of the other teams I'm going to talk about this Friday, you got Columbus and Smith Station. That's another state crosstown rival between two powerhouse schools. You have Dothan and Park Crossing. You have Spencer and Carver. Uh, Shaw is going to open their season Thursday night at Connect Stadium against Monroe, a high school team out of Albany. Kendrick is taking on Doherty. And, of course, Russell County taking on Barber County, the home opener. And it will be the debut of my PA announcing job. And I'm really looking forward to that. I really am looking forward to being a part of the Russell County High Warrior family. And it's going to be a great season. We also have Hardaway in America, Sumter. Carver and Montgomery taking on Enterprise. Lynette taking on Valley. And Central taking on Eufaula. Central had a very impressive win over Peach County as they are making some noise there with their talented quarterback, Caleb Nix. Just a great show for you. I'm really glad that I'm able to do this show. I want to thank all my listeners that has downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I'm always on any platform that you download on your smartphone whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, and of course, Breaker. That's always my favorite one of choice. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.